This is the Natural Eye Care Podcast, hosted by leading holistic optometrist Dr. Mark R. Grossman. Senior citizens are at the highest risk of developing macular degeneration, glaucoma, cataracts, dry eye, and more. The Natural Eye Care Podcast provides complementary and natural approaches to vision problems, eye health, and overall health. Find out how lifestyle, diet, and nutrition can help maintain healthy vision and even improve eyesight. Dr. Grossman has degrees in optometry, biology, physical education, and learning disabilities. He is a New York State licensed acupuncturist. With 40 years of experience, he has co-authored the book, Natural Eye Care, Your Guide to Healthy Vision and Healing. Dr. Grossman. Hi, I'm Dr. Mark Grossman, integrative eye doctor, acupuncturist, and in practice for over 40 years, and author of five books on natural eye care. Today is part two of conversations with me on integrative eye care. So there are many factors that play into vision problems. Let's talk about some of these factors, and maybe some of them are not that obvious, and how can we improve them? First, let's cover some of the basics. Most people are either nearsighted, farsighted, or have astigmatism. My father was an accountant, and over 90% of accountants are nearsighted. Makes sense, because they're doing close work all day and less than 10% of farmers are nearsighted. What do accountants do? As I said before, they look up close all day. What do farmers do? They look on the horizon. They don't do a lot of sustained close work. So function affects structure. As I said in part one, if you carried 50 pounds of rice on your back every day, eventually you would have a bent back. If you sit in front of a computer or look at your cell phone all day, Eventually, your eyes are going to adapt to that environment. Right now, we have an epidemic. That's right, an epidemic in this world. Because by the year 2050, half the world will be nearsighted. In Asian countries, such as China and Japan, 90% of children 12 years old are becoming nearsighted since they are working on electronic devices at earlier and earlier ages for longer periods of time. Typically, if a person goes to the eye doctor, the doctor will prescribe glasses and she or he will pay the doctor and thank the doctor for helping him or her see more clearly. I'm sure we've all experienced that. But in a couple of years, in many of the cases, the prescription may not be strong enough and they come back and they need a prescription that's a little stronger. My point is that if a person keeps going to a massage therapist or a heart surgeon or a chiropractor, and every time you went back, it got worse and worse, you might go somewhere else. But in conventional eye care, we tell the patients that it's supposed to get worse. If it stays the same, we are satisfied. If it gets better, the doctors are surprised. That is the typical eye doctor field, which we often does not take an integrative approach. Let's us take glaucoma, for example. We examine a person's eyes, and we measure eye pressure and look at the optic nerve. And if the pressures are a little high, then all of a sudden we say to the patient, you are a glaucoma suspect. That's right, a glaucoma suspect. The patient is fearful and asks, what should they do? Typically, an eye doctor may say, there's nothing you can do. We're just going to watch it until it gets worse. And if we watch it and it gets worse, we'll give you drops, medication, or possible surgery. So come back in six months. Then the eye doctor looks in the eye again and says, You have the beginnings of a cataract. 
And you know what they usually say? We're going to watch that too. And when it gets worse, we're going to do an operation to take it out. Typically, however, a person asks his or her eye doctor, is there anything I can do while you're watching this thing get worse? And unfortunately, many clinicians will then say, no, we only know how to treat it when it gets worse. The same scenario may play out if you go to the heart surgeon who says, well, you've developed a little bit of heart disease, and we're going to watch that too until you need a stent or a bypass. Instead of following Dean Ornish's work that shows that yoga, meditation, and healthy nutritional habits can perhaps reverse heart disease. My point here is that Western medicine is very, very good at treating symptoms when they get worse. But if clinicians started out by looking at a person's lifestyle behaviors, such as nutrition and the way they handle stress, they would realize that there are so many things they could do while they're waiting and watching their eyes to get worse. So what are some of the integrative approaches that I take for a person who has a cataract different from a conventional approach? Let us say that someone has the beginning stages of a cataract. First, I want to know what is the person's age. I have seen people who are in their 50s who are starting to get cataracts. In these cases, I have to see what is going on in a person's life. For example, I saw a patient who was in her early 50s and she developed a cataract in her right eye. I said to her, you are too young to have a cataract. What is going on in your life right now? She told me that she was going through a divorce and her father is dying. Right eye, father eye, male eye, according to Chinese medicine. I said, okay, let me give you some things that might be helpful. There's an eye drop in the PDR, Physician's Desk Reference of Ophthalmology, called Success Scenaria, a homeopathic eye drop, which has been shown to be helpful in 22.5% of cases in early cataracts. So I recommended that to her. I also recommended N-acetylcarnosine eye drops that help break up the glycation in the lens of the eye. I recommended lutein, which has been shown to be deficient in the lens of a person with cataracts. Vitamin C has also shown to be deficient when cataracts are involved. And glutathione, a major antioxidant, has also been shown to be low in almost everyone developing cataracts. So I recommended these nutritional therapies and eye drops to the patient. But I also said to her, you know, you have to deal with your divorce, get some counseling, and we'll see what happens with your dad. She came back a year later, and her divorce was final. Her dad had passed, and she had followed my instructions, and her cataract was all gone. In my opinion, her cataract was part emotional and part physical. If I see a patient who's between 70 and 80 years of age with a cataract, then usually this is just a case of age-related cataracts. Still, I have been able to either keep the cataract at bay or we can try to reverse it with the protocols that I've just talked about. Sometimes there's a psycho-emotional component to a person's condition. Sometimes it's just age-related. Sometimes there's a genetic component. I always try to look at the whole person to understand more about what is going on. Sometimes it's a combination of those. I've had patients who develop cataracts and macular issues due to dental infections because some of the meridians go through the teeth to the eye. We do not have to just watch conditions get worse. We can take action with integrative therapies. Now, 
Do I recommend cataract surgery for people? Absolutely. I work in an integrative office with many other eye doctors, and I recommend it all the time if needed. Cataract surgery is one of the most successful surgeries that we have available for people, and I work with three or four ophthalmologists who are great cataract surgeons. However, any kind of surgery for me is the last resort. Why do we need to do it if we don't need to do it? And even if we do it, let's try to get to the underlying problem. So this is about cataracts. Next, I'll be talking about glaucoma in part three of conversations about integrative eye care. For more information, visit naturaleyecare.com and drgrossman2020.com. Our email address is info at naturaleyecare.com. If you have any questions, call us, 845-475-4158. And if you don't already subscribe to this podcast, please subscribe and review us.